2: We are We are
0: We are are Cultivate 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 Cultivate
2: Cultivate We are Cultivate Pineapple Pizza Podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world.
1: These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. Today's special is a pointy story by the slice. <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah. I'm your hostess, Ashley, and with me today, as always, are the perfectly ponderful Emily and Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta
0: be Lindsay. I'm not too good at the puns. John would approve.
1: Yes. I he feel would. like he would enjoy it, but I don't know. Alright, so let's do this. By the way, what we're gonna be doing is talking about the history of the fork today, so that's gonna be fun.
0: <laughs> I'm so here for this. And I'm I know excited. what you're thinking,
1: that's weirdly specific, but that's what we do here.
0: <laughs> so can you please at some point do a history of the spoon too so we can explain why a spoon isn't flat?
1: Yes, I will gladly do that. And then I will read the, the Oxford English Dictionary that explains exactly what a spoon is.
0: There's a backstory here, dear patrons, that we won't go into, but there is somebody in, in our personal lives that thinks that spoons are flat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. While the shape of the fork has been around since ancient Greece, think the trident... And humans did use fork-like tools to remove food from hot cookware. The fork as an actual eating utensil hasn't been around nearly as long. The ancient Greeks ate their food using knives, spoons, and their hands. Gross. Oh yeah. (laughs)
0: Especially when you didn't wash it.
1: I know. Can you imagine the lack of sanitation? I'm a little disgusted, but it's fine. Um, however, they did use a two-tined instrument for cooking. So basically, one of those meat forks. Mm-hmm. That every time I look at, I'm like, you could definitely kill someone with this, oh, and then I put sure. it away. <laughs> yeah.
0: So they had a fork thing. They just didn't decide to mass produce a fork thing to eat with.
1: It was just for cooking, basically. Um, there is some evidence that Persian nobles may have used forks to eat during the eighth or ninth century and we know for no, wow. <laughs> we know forks wow Jesus we know forks were in use in the Byzantine Empire during the 11th century even then the fork as eating utensil was only used by wealthy families and was looked upon as a fussy luxury <laughs> oh yeah
0: <laughs> so fussy
1: you're going to love it. For example, St. Peter Damien, a highly ranked ascetic in the Roman Catholic Church, once criticized a Venetian princess for being overly delicate because she was eating with the fork.
2: She's a lady.
0: That's okay, girl. Fork give and fork
1: get, I always say. That hurt me inside, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a masochist. All right. <laughs> if it would have been me, I would have said,
2: go fork yourself.
1: But. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the title of this episode has been picked out since I wrote it. It's going to be called, <laughs> Well, Fork Me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Um. so this is a quote from the that's like a translation, I guess, of what Peter Damien had written. He wrote, quote, Such was the luxury of her eating habits that she deigned not to touch her food with her fingers, but would command her eunuchs to cut it up into small pieces which she would impale on a certain gold instrument with two prongs and thus carry to her mouth. end quote.
0: He was just jealous fancy to eat with her fingers like the rest of us dirty commoners
1: <laughs> apparently he was so offended by the sheer vanity of her refusal to eat with her hands that when this same woman died from the plague he felt God had chosen it as her just punishment what? wow asshole this is a saint that I'm talking about did you yeah <laughs> right nice saintly behavior
0: Uh, see and if a woman was eating with her fingers today people would be like that's so provocative
1: you're such a whore well we get we get (laughs) called a whore we get called a whore for everything so it's like just just accept it if you go outside you're probably gonna get called a whore today and it's fine
0: by somebody yep
1: i just let it roll off my back like water off a duck But this bizarre and irrational hatred of the fork wasn't limited to just one weird ascetic dude. That's right. That's what I'm calling you now. (laughs) Fuck you, Peter. (laughs) Fork you, for sure. In England, the fork struggled to make inroads because it was considered to be too effeminate. Because I guess burning your fingers and getting them covered in crusted food is masculine? What? It's likely that a big part of the fork's image problem was just that its appearance, which resembled that of Satan's pitchfork, and before that, the bident of Hades, Greek god of the underworld. In fact, the word fork derives from the Latin word furca, meaning pitchfork. Nevertheless, a few centuries after the whole Veninian Wow. Venetian. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is how I fuck things up. Uh, After the whole Venetian princess fork debacle, forks had become commonplace in Italy, largely because of a renewed interest in cleanliness and sanitation. And also, and I'm serious about this. Because of how much easier it is to eat pasta with a fork. <laughs> I was going to say, is it pasta?
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give it to Italy. So before a fork, they used a long wooden spike to eat pasta. I don't even want to think about how many people accidentally stabbed themselves in the face with that. Oh my god. <laughs> Children? Oh,
2: my gosh. Lorenzo spiked himself again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good God, there's going to be nothing left of that boy's face by the time he's marriageable. (laughs) The Fork famously made its way from Italy to France when Catherine de' Medici married Henry I in 1533. By the way, it bugs me that it says Henry in the source that I read, because let's be honest, he was French. It'd be Henri, but whatever. Whatever. There were a few dozen forks included in her dowry. Of course, being a Medici, these weren't just any forks, they were forks crafted by Benevenuto Cellini, a renowned Italian silversmith.
0: Mm. Nice. Oh, Oh, yeah. Soup's fancy.
1: Soup's fancy and soup's expensive, you know. Only the best. Only the best for touching her mouth, I guess. (laughs) That sounded weird, and I want to retract it, but it's too late.
2: Instead of a silver spoon, it was a silver fork.
1: Indeed. The fork did not, however, immediately catch on as many in the French court we're unsure of how to use a fork. How?
0: How is this a confusing tool? How do you have like a, a user's guide for using a fork? <laughs> like, Does the pointy end go in
1: my hand? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you heard me correctly. They weren't sure how to eat with a fork, so they just kept using their hands. <laughs> God, it's like it's that
0: so scene gross. from The Little Mermaid where she uses the fork to tease her hair. That's probably what happened.
1: It's a comb, right? Totally.
2: It's a dinglehopper.
1: Yes. (laughs) To be fair, forks at this time were heavier than the forks we use today, and almost universally had two tines that were longer than the ones on modern forks and had sharper points. But I still think common sense would tell you to stick the food with the points. I think that's the point. Uh... (laughs) (laughs)
0: like it wins
1: (laughs) am i being judgmental yes but i don't care it's not that hard to use a fork
2: (laughs) unless you're french apparently
1: (laughs) what is this (laughs) it was only truly accepted by french nobles in the 17th century at which time Protocol shifted, and it was seen as uncivilized to eat meat with both hands.
0: But with one hand would be okay.
1: Yes, wait Turkey for legs. it. Turkey legs. Wait, wait for it. Notably, Louis Louis XIV still didn't understand the fork, so he <laughs> would eat with a knife and one hand. How stupid did he have to look trying to do that? probably really dumb and i wrote something super mean so i'm gonna probably skip it anyway (laughs) next (laughs) (laughs) all right fine i wrote too bad he didn't stab himself in the eye
0: (laughs) like that one german guy who also doesn't know how to
2: use forks
1: yeah you can't sit with us i don't like absolute monarchs they can't sit with me ever (laughs) Even so, forks were not a constant part of the average table setting the way we think of them today. This was true to such an extent that most wealthy people had one set of silverware that included a fork and they would travel around with it to make sure they had a fork. Oh my god, that's that's amazing.
0: To be fair, there are times when I've been out traveling and I wish I had a fork because places give you sporks or they don't give you anything at all. And then you're going, I wish I had a fork. Yep.
1: You just take it everywhere automatically. Like your toiletry kit. You'd be like, boom, fork. Got it. See,
0: that's thinking ahead.
2: Did you know that in the Civil War, they had like a little Swiss army knife thing that had a
1: fork, a spoon and a knife? No, I didn't. But that's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. I want one. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it back. (laughs) Whips it out at work. (laughs) Where'd that even come from? The Civil War, son. (laughs) Back in my day, this is how we ate our food. How we ate our canned beans.
0: Roasted over an open fire. (laughs)
1: Like our heretics.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like my foremothers.
1: Ah, yes, exactly like my (laughs) great-great-great-great-grandmother. Alright, our modern table setting is attributed to Charles I of England. You know, the one who got his head chopped off later. That guy. That guy. Anyway, in 1633, 16 years before the whole decapitation thing, Charles I famously declared it decent to use a fork. But it still took another 100 years for the lower classes to start using forks. It's fine though because as we've already established on this show, poor people don't count.
2: This is very true. Mhm. Use yep. your hands, peasants.
1: Yep. No one cares if you can afford what you need. You want shoes? You should have thought about that before you became a peasant. <laughs> so the whole 1633 fork decency declaration is considered the real beginning of quote civilized table manners
0: was it seriously a fork decency declaration or is that just what you're calling
1: oh that's what i'm calling it because i think it sounds classy (laughs) i loved
2: every second of it
1: oh yeah But it wasn't until the late 1600s and into the 1700s that people actually began to buy multiple sets of silverware for their homes. So literally, they would have, like, a set for each person, and that's it. You wouldn't have a bunch. Um, So maybe now you can appreciate how disgustingly rich the Medicis were with Catherine's fucking several dozen forks just being in her dowry. They had loads of money. Yep.
2: She opens up her, like, hope chest and she's like, look, behold, my many forks. (laughs) Like,
1: oh. I heard her family has fork money, if you know what I mean. (laughs) 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 They can eat so much pasta.
0: They could. Do you feel like there was somebody right around that time that's like, invest in forks, it's going to be the wave of the future.
1: (laughs) Probably. But that person probably got stoned to death.
2: (laughs) Or burned at the stake in the lottery. (laughs) Now our crops will thrive.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Okay. So it was during that same time span, the late 1600s and into the 1700s, that forks began being made with three and then four tines rather than the traditional two. Um, That shift is related to how impractical and difficult it is to eat smaller foods like peas and grains with the two-time fork that has that bigger space between the spears. Forks were not really used in America until after the American Revolutionary War. Although, to be fair, the U.S. wasn't a country until then either, so we could get away with saying forks were here since the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) We were the first to
2: have forks all the time. Our country was founded on forks (laughs) and freedom. (laughs)
1: <laughs> instead of calling them our forefathers we could call them our fork fathers and that's I, I'm here for it
2: <laughs> I love it so much
1: forks born seven years ago
2: our, our forefathers fathers.
1: Brought, brought, <laughs> brought forth upon this continent a new nation dedicated to forks for every man woman and child <laughs> sorry Abraham Lincoln I know that's not what you sounded like <laughs> Yeah, so we, so we could get away with that. It would be total horseshit still because this was a populated land way before the white people showed up and were like, this is ours now. But, you know, white people like to rewrite history to make our accomplishments seem cooler and more impressive. So, this is really in fitting with what we do. This is, very is that true. all we got. It's <laughs> all we've got. In the 19th century, the invention of electroplating and the use of mass production finally made forks affordable to the middle and lower classes. This is also when fork tines became shorter and closer together the way we know them today. Probably because people were like, hey, it's too easy to stab myself in the face with this object.
0: (laughs) I was just thinking it's less stabby stabby when they're short and close together.
1: Beyond this point, eating with your hands, with the exception of finger foods, became a sign of poor manners, which is hilarious considering kings and queens had been doing just that a few centuries earlier. Yep. Oh yeah. If you know only one thing about humans, it's probably that we can never leave well enough alone. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? We don't do that. Uh, so now that we had the fork and its design established, we had to start fucking with that for fun during the 20th century. Sounds right. Oh yeah. Designers like Henry van der and Josef Hoffmann, who was an Austrian architect slash designer, took to treating forks as works of art during the early 20th century. This was part of a larger movement stemming from the German concept of Gesamtkunst. Kunstwerk. Sorry, I'm not as good at German as Lindsay. I'm not that good at it at all, actually, for a very German person. But that translates roughly to total work of art. It describes the idea that smaller pieces within a larger context being viewed as an entire cohesive piece of art. So, like, you would design forks to go with a building. And the whole thing is supposed to be a cohesive piece of art.
0: That's kind of cool, actually. I mean, I don't hate that at all.
2: Could you imagine having a fork in, like, an Art Nouveau style? Like, those really cool... Like, think of, like, the Empire State Building and, like, the top of the Empire State Building and how cool... Sorry, I just got really excited.
1: (laughs) It's okay. Listen, I'm just glad we're all enjoying this because I was like, I'm doing this whether we're going to, I think it's fun or not. People are probably going to take a nap, but it's actually going pretty well.
2: (laughs) I love (laughs) this so much.
1: Okay. Yeah. So the individual components are supposed to be part of a larger design. That means these guys were designing forks that were meant to enhance the beauty of their entire building. I know I made fun of it a moment ago, but that's seriously cool. And besides, it's good to not leave well enough alone sometimes. The sometimes is underlined, though. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Three times. Please. Sometimes. Not just
0: sometimes. It sometimes isn't underlined sometimes. It's underlined many times. Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: But beyond that, we also decided to play with the idea of making the fork more than one utensil as well. The first U.S. patent for what we know as the Spork, a portmanteau of Spoon and Fork, was issued to Samuel W. Francis on February 3rd. Want to guess what year? Uh,
0: I'm going to guess that was in the 70s. 1973.
2: Okay. Lindsay? 1969, because I'm a 12-year-old boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to believe this. 1874. What? Whoa. Oh. Yep. However, the word spork did not originate until the early 20th century. So he have this drawing that looks like what we call the spork. He just didn't call it that, but he patented it in the fucking 19th century. That's way earlier than I thought.
0: Oh yeah, I would have definitely pictured that being... Because I only ever see them as plastic, so I picture that during the plastic era.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, since then, there have been multiple patents for various very-ish, really, Ashley? For various (laughs) versions of the spork, some of which also attempt attempt to incorporate a knife into the design as well. That makes
0: me think of uh, the janitor from Scrubs
1: Knife Wrench! oh my god here's the thing that you don't know I sing that knife wrench song a lot it's knife wrench for kids (laughs) there's also are we ready for it drill fork you can drill and fork mostly fork ow (laughs) do a little dance at an L shaped desk All right, so that's the history of the fork. What do we think? I love it so much.
0: I really wonder if in the early days of the fork, if there was an uptick in, if that's when tongue piercings were invented. Yeah. Cause I just absolutely see somebody biting down on it and putting it right through their tongue. Gross. Maybe. But I thought that was really cool. I didn't know all that. I mean, I knew that, that uh, the fork hadn't been around for a, a long time, but I had no idea some of the stuff that people came up with.
1: <laughs> I fixated on a really weird thing that I heard on an ad for a different podcast, and that's how this happened. So it worked out. Nice. All right. Ingredients for this dish were sourced from... An article called The Rise of the Fork from Slate, written by Sarah Goldsmith. An article by Lisa Brahman called A History of Western Eating Utensils from the Scandalous Fork to the Incredible Spork from Smithsonian Magazine. An article called History of the Fork from the website foodforreference.com. A page on the fork and the spork from Wikipedia, because of course... And finally, an article called Why is Satan Depicted with Horns, Red Tights, and a Pitchfork from alatia.org. Oh, I know I lied. There's one more. Uh, An article from the website theartstory.org on Gesamtkunstwerk, which I still can't get right, (laughs) and I'm really sorry that I suck so bad. (laughs) Sorry, Germany. All right. So I think it's time to close up the restaurant for the night. Thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a Trident-like story by the slice. Pineapple pizza podcast, sweet and cheesy. Not everyone understands our awesomeness, but we're glad that you do? Question mark.
0: Enjoying the meal? Consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple, Podchaser, Good Pods, or Spotify. It's free, and it helps our little restaurant get noticed by others with your spectacularly good taste.
1: If you want to help support the restaurant, you can rock some of our merch from our RT Public Shop, or buy us a fresh slice on Buy Me a Coffee, because we can never get enough.
2: If you simply can't get enough pineapple pizza, become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget.
1: Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. You can find all the links to our social media, streaming platforms,
0: and support pages in the show notes and on pineapplepizzapodcast.com.
2: That's pineapplepizzapodcast.com.